0: welcome in our man, Akash, out of Variety, Niners Nation. I refuse to ask Akash any questions about Brock Purdy <laughs> next year. So I'm going to ask Akash uh, questions about Brock Purdy right now, and I'll ask you, Akash, the question I just asked KC. Do you think, given what we've seen, and by the way, your videos on Instagram, your, your oh, videos, your video video, yeah. your uh, film videos are, ju- are just tremendous. There's so much great stuff in there. If you're not ca- uh, following Akash on Instagram, you absolutely need to. But given what you've seen in the last, you know, six or so games, do you think headed into the playoffs that you think Brock can be can be shaken?
1: I mean, I've seen no reason to believe that so far. I mean, he's played in what five and three quarter games now and since he's taken over in week 13, he leads the NFL in passing touchdowns, passer rating, yards per attempt and wins. He leads the NFL and you know, we've seen him in different situations, right, being thrust into that Dolphins game um, and playing well, and then playing Tom Brady in his first start at home, playing well um, against the Vegas Raiders. Didn't particularly have his best game, per se, but managed to come up with two drives at the end of the game when they had to have it. We saw him go up to Seattle, short week for the division, battling injuries and still playing pretty efficiently so we've seen him in quite a few different situations and he just continues to perform and he's on a team that has uh you know an unlimited amount of offensive weapons and is well coached so you know what he's asked to do is just be the point guard and distribute the ball and he's done that so far and so I have no reason to believe from what I've seen that it's going to drop off at some point
2: Hey, Kosh, I just uh, read off uh, this stat. Um, I had it in front of me, but I don't have it anymore. But it it basically was in the first 11 games of the season, the 49ers were averaging a little bit over 22 points per game on the offensive end. In the six starts with Brock Purdy, they're up to like 33.5 points a game. In your opinion, what has allowed this offense to completely take off once Brock Purdy got under center?
1: Two things. I just think he's been a better thrower of the ball in the red zone. I think that was an area where they struggled early in the season. Um, They were good moving the ball between the 20s, but once they got inside the red zone, obviously, you know, the field gets a little tighter, and, and you know, the quarterback has to make some throws there, and Brock Birdie has really shown up in that area of the field, and you know, a big part of that is George Kittle's resurgence. He's had seven touchdowns in the last four weeks, I think, and a lot of those have come in the red zone. And Brock Purdy, you know, A, he's hitting the receivers when they're open. And B, he's extending plays. We saw that in Vegas a couple weeks ago where, you know, he's flush out of the pocket, rolling to his left and finds Kittle in the back of the end zone. You mean, that, that's all Brock Purdy right there because um, extending the play with his legs and, and finding someone in the scramble drill. So I just think the the slight improvement there in quarterback play Especially in the red zone, is just resulting them resulting in them scoring more points
0: now. I think there's one other reason they're scoring more points. That boy from Stanford. <laughs> that boy from That's Stanford, true. man. Christian McCaffrey. Woo. I think uh Akash and I'm curious to get your thoughts on uh Christian McCaffrey's impact on this offense because he seems to as great as I, I feel like, you know, the offense was certainly good, you know, especially when you look at the numbers Kenny just just gave us right there. It feels like the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey is what brought the San Francisco 49ers offense up to par with how good their defense is. And to me, it was that acquisition that made them a true Super Bowl contender.
1: Absolutely. And you look at their DVOA splits. They they were a top 10 offense before they got Christian McCaffrey. They've been the number one offense Efficiency-wise, since they got him, number one total offense, number one passing offense, and then the number three rushing offense. And what he brings, not only in the run game, but the pass game, has been outstanding. I mean, you can line him up anywhere. They had a play on Sunday where they lined him up out wide, and he ran like a hitch and go, and then it became a comeback on third down. And you know, those aren't those aren't things that running backs do generally. And McCaffrey's versatility, being able to line him up anywhere not only is it you know is he creating offense um, he's opening things up for the rest of the guys now all the other playmakers are benefiting off of it I think he's he's got over 1200 scrimmage yards since he joined the 49ers I think that's most um, in NFL history by a player that was traded midseason so he's been historic um, you know when when the trade was made we wondered if the 49ers overpaid for McCaffrey given all those picks but I don't think anyone is losing sleep over those draft picks right now because he's delivering and delivering in a big way.
2: Yeah, 100%, man. He is, he is as advertised. I remember when the trade went down, and I you know, I was excited about it because I love his skill set, but I was also worried about you know, the injury history or whatever. Thankfully, he's been able to stay healthy the entire time, and he changes everything. Akash, I said at the end of last season um, that the 49ers needed to get some help for Debo. Where they either need to figure out if Debo was going to be like more of a runner, and they needed to go get a wide receiver, or if they were going to let him be a wide receiver and go get a running back. And it seems like Christian McCaffrey is absolutely perfect to not only do what he does, but unlock guys like Debo Samuels and like George, Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. You know, he's perfect for what they're trying to do on the offensive end.
1: agree. And, And you know the crazy part, over the last three weeks, or three, four weeks now, Debo Samuel hasn't even been playing, yet it's almost been an afterthought because the offense has been so explosive, so efficient. They're scoring, you know, they're averaging, like you said, over 33 points a game. And that's without Debo Samuel, who was arguably their most valuable player on offense last season. And Now you get him back into the mix, you get Elijah Mitchell back into the mix, and it's just an unlimited amount of weapons, and it's it really feels like McCaffrey is kind of the catalyst that kind of makes everything else go.
0: Akash, anything about uh, the Seattle Seahawks that should make 49er fans uncomfortable?
1: <laughs> I think it's their head coach, Pete Carroll. Um, you know, what a phenomenal job he's done this season. It's a team that came in with low expectations, and they managed to squeak into the playoffs here at 9-8. and eight. And he's just, he just always has something up his sleeves, whether it's a fake punt or Um, trick plays, and it seems like his teams are always ready. I know he's already saying the right things to motivate his guys. Um, But, you know, the 49ers come in as heavy favorites. I think they're superior talent-wise and, you know, superior statistically as well. So it's a matter of getting a a fast start and making sure that they don't give the Seattle Seahawks any hope. But, you know, Pete Carroll on the other sideline is what scares me the most
2: and I agree with you Akash Um, Pete Carroll and chewing that damn gum and just walking around just sit down somewhere get him out of the playoffs right now all right on Saturday handle business 49ers but is there anything on the field um, personnel wise with the the Seahawks that you feel they can exploit for the 49ers on either offense or on the defensive end the one
1: thing defensively that's given me a little worry over the past few weeks has just been their ability to defend down the field, defend the deep pass. And, you know, Diamador Lenore, who has been filling in for Emmanuel Mosley was doing a pretty good job. And, you know, even in coverage, I I feel like he stays with the outside receivers pretty well, but seems to lose, you know, at the catch point. Uh, We saw that last week with AJ Green giving up that 77 yard touchdown or whether it was the week before, the miscommunication between him and Tano Hufunga resulted in a couple of blown coverages. And, and that seems to be a recurring theme here over the last few weeks, that between Hufunga and Lenore, uh, there seemed to be a couple of slip-ups, which have resulted in big plays. And on the opposite sideline this week, you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And I know Mooney Ward played fantastic against DK Metcalf uh, this season. He's only given up five catches from 38 yards total. Uh, Has a couple of passes defense. So if they're able to, you know, have Ward travel with Metcalf, and then hopefully you can roll some coverage over to Tyler Lockett, who's also a a dangerous receiver. So I would think that's probably what concerns me most uh, schematically is that Seattle just has the receivers on the outside, as well as, Geno Smith, who throws a good deep ball has been pretty accurate down the field. That would be the one area where they could potentially exploit. But if the 49ers can kind of take control of the game early, let their pass rush get after Seattle's offensive line. They can take control of the game like they have in the regular season matchups.
0: Akash, great stuff as always, man. Keep up the amazing work. We appreciate you for joining us.
1: Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Take care, man.
0: Again, if you're not following Akash on social media, you're a 49er fan or you're just a football fan. You're really missing He's out, killing man. It, he, man. He he, yeah, Kings like Kings fan Brandon Nunez mm-hmm. and, and the work he does with 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 videos. Like that's that's what Akash is doing with. Yeah. Uh, with 49ers football, man, it's, it's, it's really great stuff. This is a tremendous season the San Francisco 49ers have had, and I just can't, like, say that enough from a completely neutral party perspective. Yeah. Uh, the way that they started the season, all of the conversations around Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and all of that different stuff, and then to lose Trey Lance and then to lose Jimmy Garoppolo uh to bring a, a, a quarterback who was taken in the last round. Of, but, but regardless of where he was taken, he's a third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm and uh, for him to find his place in the league uh, so quickly the way that he has with this team, uh, the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey, giving up those draft picks after you already gave up so much uh, to draft Trey Lance, you know, years prior. Uh, a, a, A tremendous job by John Lynch, by Kyle Shanahan, by Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, probably, you know, marveling at the defensive player of the year season that Nick Bosa has had, has maybe not given, has maybe taken away some of the the shine that Fred Warner absolutely deserves for being the anchor of that defense. Nick post is the best player on, on that, that, that side of the football, Mm -hmm. but it all works because of Fred Warner.
2: Right. And then you got a guy like Trevor's Ward who don't have no stats because nobody catches the ball. Oh yeah. And Oh, by the
0: way, (laughs) there's a very real argument that the best player in professional football, wears the San Francisco 49ers uniform. Yeah. And he had another, I'm the best player in professional football season.
2: I I'm Dude's I'm looking, been
0: to 10 pro bowls and it's just it's just expected at this point that Trent Williams is going to the pro bowl. Right. It is, what, pro. it is
2: what it is. Trent Williams is going out there and laying people out left and right on that left side. I'm looking at this team man and I'm looking at this particular game and you know I haven't I was thinking about this on the way in. I haven't allowed myself to talk about how great of a season it is because you you got to get this one this week. You absolutely got to get this one this week <clears throat> against Seattle, a team that's inferior, but it's your rival. You know, you got you to get this one. Plus, we're getting up on almost 10 years since the last time these two played. The I
0: playoffs. understand why you feel that way. I don't. No matter what happens Sunday, this was a phenomenal season by the San Francisco 49ers.
3: I'll, I mean, I'll look it's back. It's going to
0: be disappointing if yeah, they lose because I don't believe Seattle is as good as they are.
2: I, I'll look back if they lost on Sunday. I'll look back at some point, like in – april or something and be like this was a a good season
0: around draft time but
2: i i I get it i get it but this is this big shout
0: out to the 49ers by the way for continuously trading their draft picks because that just throws out the deal and kc draft day marathon show love it i love it we'll send kyle shanahan a gift (laughs) basket
2: but here's here's the other thing that and this goes into um Mm kind of what we talked about with trey lance and and brock purdy i think the 49ers are starting this was the first year of their window this was the first year of their championship window. That's about, I think, about a three-year window when you talk about the primes of Kittle and how long Trent Williams is going to be here and all this other stuff. Interesting. It's, it's, a, it's about a three-year window. This was the first year. Trey Lance, you could get away with having him as your starting quarterback with him not playing you know, a lot of football this year. I don't know if you can do that next year and any year before that. You're going to need somebody that's ready to go because it's championship time, Super Bowl time. So uh, I, I,
0: I think I'm going to, I, I jotted this down. I think we're going to bring that back. Okay. Uh, I want you to explain that more. Might not be today, but I want <laughs> you to bring that back. Coach <laughs> David Patrick's going to join yeah, us. Yeah,
2: my man, Coach DP.
0: And then we got Jason Jones after that. We got Kings basketball. To yeah, we don't, we don't got, need
2: to talk to him about 49.
0: We, we got much more to talk about as Delo and Casey continue on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
2: Now back to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC. On ESPN
0: 1320. 13th round available uh on youtube.com/espn1320. We do yeah, yeah. We do shows even during a commercial break, baby. Yeah.
2: Your thoughts on Spence versus Thurman uh, looking like it's you gonna You know,
0: happen. they're gonna have to wait uh because <laughs> the coach is here. Coach David Patrick is here uh fresh from the practice court. Man, coach, you you're, y'all ain't boring. I tell
3: you, that.
0: <laughs> y'all, y'all are hey, not man. boring.
3: We like to keep it close, man. Man, I know I'll that. tell you,
2: I tell you, that game on Saturday was crazy.
0: For those who didn't crazy. get a chance to see Sac State and Eastern Washington, Coach just decided, you know what, we're gonna play from behind by twenty-five. Actually, I don't think Coach decided that. <laughs> the players just decided they were gonna go down by twenty-five for like the entire game. Twelve minutes left. They start making a run, and then all of a sudden, with seconds left, the game is tied. Uh, it ends in heartbreak. Like, w- coach. I, I mean, obviously, there's there's multiple different stories to that game. You, you you get to the locker room. What's what's the first thing you say to your guys after a game like that?
3: Look, obviously, you're, you're proud of how they fought. You know, and the resiliency we showed because um, I've been in those scenarios at a lot of levels. You guys watch the NBA a lot. Some team t- sometimes you just fold it fold it up and lose by 30 or 40 and move on to the next one. And it's easy for us, for this group, to be content on a ro- road trip to win one game at Idaho and then just fold in the 10th, the second game. But the fight the way they did um, just showed me that they're, they're good enough to compete and be in the top echelon of this league.
2: Yeah, that was frustrating at the beginning of the game because Eastern Washington, I mean, it felt like they were throwing shots behind their head and they were going in on that. They were hitting everything from beyond the arc. But to your point, these guys stayed the course. They stayed tough. They stayed mentally locked in and knew eventually, hey, if we can put a couple stops together, we can start making shots ourselves. And that's exactly what happened. Was there there a point – you can talk to us, Coach. You can talk to us. Was there a point where you were like, oh, it's just not going to happen today? When it was like at 21, 22, like it's not going to happen? Or did you always think, you know, we haven't let it get completely out of control. If we get like a three stops in a row, we could be right back in this thing.
3: Well, I remember going into the 12-minute media. Just like, just cut this thing to 15, man, and anything can happen. I think mm-hmm. we were down to eight, 19 or something at that point. Mm-hmm. I said, we just cut it, cut it, cut it, and you never know what will happen. And they, to, their defense, to their credit, they did. You know, mm-hmm. we made an exact, made a, a couple big threes uh, for us, but we decided to guard, and that's been my my whole motto. Like, Eastern Washington's a shooting team. Everybody knows in this league, Eastern Washington and uh, Northern Colorado can shoot who we're playing. But we can shoot. I looked at the score sheet at the end of the game. We hit more threes than Eastern. We hit 14 threes. They hit 13 threes. Mm-hmm. But we guarded, to your point, all the way to the last, Forty seconds of the game and gave up two threes late. You know,
0: oh, yeah. when when you're playing a team like that, like Eastern, like 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 the Eastern Washington game, is they're like they're shooting like hundred and fifty percent from the field. <laughs> it's like, hey, keep keep fighting. At some point, they're not going to do this for the entire game. Like at some point, these shots aren't going to fall, mm-hmm. and we got to take advantage of that.
3: But de- definitely, you know, de- especially if we guard and we start making shots. That was, the, that was the flip side. They were making shots. We were missing layups. We were missing free throws. Um, so it makes it so much harder on your defense, you know, when you're not scoring uh, and they're shooting the, the the eyes out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, if, if moving forward, I think our guys know, like, we can't spot good teams that many points. We've spotted mm-hmm. teams' points the last six games and been able to win. Like, obviously, at some point that's going to – bites you in the butt and it did uh, it did the other night up at eastern washington
2: All right hey what a play call by you uh to get zach open for that game tying three i mean i just want to talk about him a little bit and, and and what he did at the end of that game and what he's done um for most of this season i mean when the when the team has needed a bucket or they needed a jolt of energy he seemed like he's been there every single time and it was on full display again on saturday
3: no, he's been great, you know, and I and I trust him because of the work he puts in the gym, um, and he trusts me, you know. I think there's times where I run plays for other guys, and maybe some people think you should run more for Zach, but I think the misdirection of the Austin Pattersons and the Hunter Marks of the world sets Zach up, and he's he's patient to how he where he gets his shots. Um, I did get on him though in front of the team the other day, uh, yesterday, because he's averaging 16 and a half points in the second half and two in the first half so, like can we get you come on playing the first man Like, like, like yeah so um uh, but 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 credit to him and credit to his work ethic and uh, you know and him trusting in in, in, in us you know because at, at the end of the day he's the one guy that i needed on my side uh when i took the job and he's and, he, and he's been there uh from day one
0: Zach Chappelle out there doing his De'Aaron Fox impression. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna turn it on late. Uh, I'm gonna turn it on late. Yeah, yeah. Six of the next eight games you guys play, Coach, are uh, at home, including uh, Northern Colorado on Thursday, Northern Arizona on Saturday. We've talked a lot about this uh, this week, Coach, with you know it, it, as it pertains to Mike Brown and like the Sacramento Kings and. You know, you talk about Zach Chappelle talk, asking him, hey, you, you're doing all this in the second half. Why don't we sp- sprinkle a little bit of that here, here, here in the first half? But when you've got, like, you know, role players, how how much do you let them play through mistakes?
3: Yeah, you know what? I don't have the luxury Mike has. And I, I know that <laughs> I don't have <laughs> those guys sitting on my bench, T.D. and, and Della Vadova and, and those guys sitting over there. But – um I, you know, I, I have during the year, and I think that's helped us. You know, we're playing Quadri Adams more, uh, who's been a joke for us off the mm-hmm, bench. Mm-hmm. We're playing Hunter Marks more. Um, so I've let them play through mistakes. I just know as a player, and we all played at different levels, that if you got to keep looking over your shoulder and being a, being, a, being a robot, it takes away from your game. And for us, it takes away from our depth. And so I try to give our role players a little bit more rope um, during the early part of the year so that they can help us hopefully now Uh, this part of the year, which they have been, especially with these long road trips we have.
0: That's got to help with, like, your confidence. That's got to help with their confidence level, right? The fact that they know they can make a mistake and know I'm not going to get a DMP for the next four games. Mm
3: -hmm. No, it definitely does, you know, and I I inherit a lot of guys in the portal, and I think a lot of reason that's why they left, because they had a short hook or they weren't played. Uh, So I don't want to duplicate that here, especially if they're they're working and about the right stuff on the floor. So, um, you know, I'm cognizant of it because I played. Um, but it's one thing to say it, and one thing to, to to do it, and I try to give them as much rope. If they get two mistakes, not three and four, but two, and then then, I, then we'll move on to the next guy.
2: Yeah, I, there's a there's a little quirk I would always do when I coach, and I'm coaching kids, so it's different. But I never would want to sub a guy out after an offensive mistake, right? Like even if I'm in my head, I'm like, oh no, he's got. That's a bad shot. He got to come out. I'll let him come down on defense and then go back on offense and I'll get him out then because I never wanted in his head to like not have confidence in making a play on the offensive end and you know like you said looking over his shoulder and things of that nature and guys you know whether it's high school or college they still think about those things you know they still get skittish if they get pulled out you know immediately after a bad shot or something like that
3: oh, heck, no heck yeah they do you know and, and, and then they make another mistake they're trying not to make a mistake mm-hmm. so you know they—they they know for me though. If they ain't playing no, with no effort on defense or, or rebound, like Callum, I sat his—I sat his big big behind <laughs> on uh, on Saturday at, uh, at Eastern Washington the whole second half. And we came back. So if you don't want to play, I don't care that you had 27 and 17. Yeah. You ain't playing this game. Yeah. So if I do it to him, I, I'll do it to anybody.
0: Yeah. For those that don't know, when he says big behind, that's <laughs> seven one. He's sitting him down. <laughs> That's 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 phenomenal. <laughs> are you are you enjoying the season, Coach? Are you you know the, the the highs and lows? Are you are you are you enjoying your 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 first year at Sac State?
3: A hundred percent. First of all, the people in in the city and the people I'm around every day, my administration. But uh, on the journey, and when I took the job, I knew this. Like you want to be around people, and I know that you want to be people. You're around people. You're okay losing with. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like like mm-hmm. who can you be with through the bad times, not the good times? And I have a the group of guys I got and my staff are phenomenal people, and they're about the right stuff. So the so the journey's been fun through the highs and lows because you're doing it with, with, with good people and, a, yeah. and an administration uh, that supports us, you know, and um, that's been fun. And, and, and the biggest bright spot here in Sacramento that everybody here has been, and I'm just saying it, it's not lip service, that everybody... I've been around's been, been been real cool. A little different than SoCal, man. <laughs> <laughs> SoCal a different place. This well, not gonna use SoCal people, man. A little different. <laughs> it's a different
2: place, man. Hey coach, you got uh northern Colorado on Thursday, northern Arizona on Saturday, both at the Nest. Combined one and seven in league, uh ten and twenty three overall, combined mm-hmm. with those two. My my question to you coach is how do you get these guys prepared? To play the game and play the opponent and not worry about the record.
3: Well, they they should hopefully uh, they got the message on Northern Colorado. Like their, their wins are non-league of phenomenal. They beat Colorado State at Colorado State. They're up five at Colorado. Um and the guys they lost to are like Baylor, Houston. Mm-hmm. Um so they lost to, to, to formidable opponents, you know. And uh, they should have beat Montana Montana the other night. They lost in the buzzer
4: mm-hmm. to them.
3: So they know they were in the final last year in our league. They got the two leading scores in the league, um, and so they, they know the challenge. At least the returners know the challenge at base. I don't think they beat them last year, uh, but it's hard. You gotta you gotta flip the switch quickly because we're two and one, uh, but we ain't that nice, you know. So so I try <laughs> to remind them. I try to remind them, you know, religiously about about every opponent's different and every challenge is different. And they're zero and four. So how hungry are they going to be to come in here and try to knock us off at home? And so. We, we got to keep that edge, and I try to do that. Uh, but when you're dealing with these 17- to 23-year-olds, man, you never know. I had, you never a coach. know
0: I had a coach tell me she has a couple of games like that coming up on her schedule. Mm-hmm. She's like, those are more nerve-wracking than the big games. Yeah. You lose the big games, it's like, all right, you know, you got some things to correct. You, I'm more nervous about these games coming up here. Yep,
3: yep. No, no, no doubt. You know, and I, I guess for us, I don't know, the last time Sac State just thinks they're coming in to beat. Northern Colorado and NAU at home, you know, like so. So that means we've set the bar high, mm-hmm. but with that comes comes some expectations, and we gotta gotta try to live up to them against two really good teams and two really good coaches.
0: Yeah. Uh, we gotta get out to the nest, man, and support yeah, sure. uh, Coach Tomorrow, Patrick you know and, and 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 the, and the Sac State basketball team. As we said, uh, six of the next eight games are at home, so you got plenty of opportunity uh, to get out there. Uh, good luck on Thursday, Coach. Good luck this weekend, and you know we appreciate you as always.
3: Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate y'all. Take care, That's coach. our
0: man. Coach David Patrick right there. Sac State Hornets men's basketball coach. Um, he actually came up, Coach Patrick came up in the same conversation that I was having mm-hmm. with care about mm-hmm. Coach Campbell. I can't, like, stress enough what an amazing job the Sac State Athletic Department did. Man. Like, the every, like basketball circles, mm-hmm. elite basketball circles, are very aware of Coach Patrick and Coach Campbell, mm. and obviously we just saw what happened with, with Troy Taylor. Yeah, it, it just I it, I can't I can't applaud that athletic department enough.
2: They they've been Mark Mark Orr over there. He's he's knocked it out the park. I mean, like the baseball program was already doing their thing, but what's going on with football? Getting Troy Taylor and setting the groundwork for for that program, and now the men's and women's basketball. It really is an unprecedented time, um, at least for me, like in my memory, for Sac State Athletics. Like yeah. we're all all of these these uh, teams are, you know, in the thick of it and, and good and fun to watch. I can't remember the last time I saw that.
0: I really uh, need to get out to a game. For, for, uh, for both of them, I want to go watch both of them play.
2: Yeah, I was thinking, I was looking at the schedule here. Are they, they. Uh,
0: I ain't gonna like say them. this too loud, but the Sac State women's basketball team might be my favorite women's college basketball team right now. Uh,
2: don't say that too. loud. I ain't
0: much. gonna say it too uh, loud. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say it, we family. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, say it amongst us. That's my. That's my favorite team to watch. Uh, right
2: they now. They go to work.
0: Yeah, They yeah, work. that's a squad. That's a the squad. They're fun to watch. Yeah,
2: KD and Izzy, they they be oh, they be doing man. work, boy.
0: KD is a show. Yeah, Y'all man. gotta watch, man. KD is a show. <laughs> um, you know, talking about having that conversation um, with Coach Patrick about you know letting guys make mistakes. We saw mm-hmm. the Laker game, and and I think it was the post game press conference. Laker game, it, you know, Mike kind of calling out Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. Playing thirty minutes, not getting any rebounds. You you kept your eye on the sidelines. You saw Keegan Murray getting getting an earful from from Mike Brown on 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 more than one occasion. I thought Keegan was phenomenal last
2: oh, night. Oh man, he was
0: on both ends. Yeah. I know it's easy when you're hitting you know five threes or whatever, and it feels like you're not missing. Keegan Murray, I thought was really good on both ends of the floor last night.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. He he showed up and he he was able to take whatever criticism. It, it seen seemed what's coming his way and turn that into, you know, teaching moment. Like, all right, I gotta play better. Let me step it up. Let me mm-hmm. step my game up. And that's what you wanna see, um, from from your young rookie like Keegan Murray. You can take these type of um these type of experiences and try to put that into positive play.
0: And that's what you want. He was you know, coach talking about bench and count. Now now you wanna see how he responds to mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Keegan you know, uh, getting called out for having zero rebounds in in, in, in 30 minutes. You wanted to see how he responded. Well, we saw that. Mm-hmm. We, we saw how he responded. I'm sure, you know, Coach Patrick's looking for the same thing in his players. You know, how do they respond? And that's really what it's all about is the response. Yeah. And that is what we were talking about with Chemezi Metu. We've seen this from Chemezi. And it's not even Chemezi's response that I'm looking for. It's Mike's. Because I'm sure as good as Chemezi Metu was last night – he probably did some of the things on the list that he was that you know that that him and Mike you Brown the list. That, that him and Mike Brown went over. Uh the you know, the, I'm sure there were a few moments where Mike was like, damn it, it's not, it's not what we're looking for right yeah. there. But was there enough good to outweigh the bad? Mm-hmm. And are you willing to let him get out? I mean, was there enough to where you're willing to let him get out there uh and rock on Wednesday yeah. and Friday and moving forward because Everything we saw from Chemezi Metu last night is a hundred percent stuff that he's capable of doing. Yeah. It's not like he was playing over his head. It's not like he was playing out of his mind. It's like, yeah, nice little ball game from Chemezi right there. That's good. That's, I, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a coach. I'm not Jordy. I'm not Jay. Doug. Lindsey.
2: Isn't that. What's exactly what you want from him? Yeah. Be a finisher. You know, you're in the dunker spot and all this other stuff. Catch your oops. Get your rebounds. And that's misses,
0: misses the shit. misses the the alley oop, which I thought that, that 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 was a tough it it, it, was, it was a tough position from the past that mm-hmm. I think De'Aaron threw to him. Comes back, what seconds later, and gets the dunk at the basket. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He played phenomenal, and, and I really liked how um, coach Coach Mike Brown put out there that Chemezi and Rashawn, you know, have. have handle themselves like professionals through all this, mm-hmm. knowing it can't be easy um, what's been going on. But they've been ready to go every opportunity uh, that has been given to them, man. So I thought it was dope to hear that. And um, I thought it was really cool that, that Mike Brown made it public.
0: Do you think they talked? Do you think there was a talk? Like like we were talking about yesterday. Do, do you think that actually happened? Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, for sure. I don't know who initiated
0: it. d and KC? Mike Brown, well, a big fan of D-Lo and KC? I think Is so. Mike Brown in the Chatty House right now? Ask
2: somebody, where's James? We know tomorrow? Luke. We, ask about the Chatty we, House. We
0: know Luke Walton listens to the show. Luke is a big fan. Luke big is fan. a big fan. Luke, Luke even calls. Yeah.
2: Um, but I mean, yeah, that that conversation absolutely happened. Who it, initiated? It certainly it, feels know. like it did. Yeah. Who initiated? Yeah. I don't know. You know, whether it's Metu coming to him and saying, "Hey, Coach, what can I do to be on the floor?" or Mike Brown sitting there and saying, "Hey, we got to have a talk. We got to figure some things out." And they sat down to talk. I,
0: I bet we could get Sean to reference the. Cha- I don't know that James would do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like almost everyone but James would do it. Like I think we could get Sean Cunningham to reference the Chatty House.
2: Matt we, George would do it. Matt
0: George might do it.
2: Matt George would do it.
0: <laughs> Matt George might do
2: it. But like, Coach. Yeah. Um, they've been speaking about this in the Chatty House. Yeah. That.
0: You know. You know, Coach. I was closing out Batty Thursday. <laughs> Uh, with the chatty house, uh, <laughs> yesterday and
2: I was closing out batty Thursday. They
0: wanted to know, uh, <laughs> by the way, the chatty house and sends an invite to you coach for uh batty Thursday.
2: Yeah, man. Come on out to batty Thursday. We need shirts. We need shirts. Batty Thursday shirts. Okay. I'm
0: t- I was thinking this Hashtag morning.
2: Hashtag batty Thursdays.
0: <laughs> okay. I was thinking this morning, like, man, we need it. We need some new shirt ideas. <laughs> Hashtag Batty Thursday. Who in the
2: chatty house would buy a Batty Thursday shirt? I'd buy. I'd rock a Batty Thursday shirt.
0: Hashtag Batty Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I have to give one to Matt. <laughs> Batty
2: yeah. Thursdays. Yeah, we 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 could, we could do <laughs> that. Be on KC.
0: Oh, could we get Morgan to say it? On pre, could we get Morgan to reference the Chatty House? Oh, well, I'm not gonna put Morgan in that position because she's got her own community to yeah. you know to reference. Yeah. not that she would, you know, that's just, not that she'd be like, "No, we're gonna do." It. I think she might.
2: We need to get Kenny
0: to mention it. Oh lord! <laughs> 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 you know, if we can get Kenny to reference the Chatty House to Kyle. <laughs> oh, that'd be spectacular. Kyle might throw something at him. Kyle might throw something at him. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, Coach, man. I was closing out Batty Thursday on uh with the chatty house. <laughs> that's good stuff.
2: Oh, uh, I talked to Drake. We got to get Drapes on this week, man. We, we Yeah, we got to get him dra- We ain't talked to Drapes in a while. Drapes
0: always has jokes for us, like when we're at the arena. As if Kyle Draper isn't the dude.
3: Come on, man. As if
0: as, as if, as if, if he's not rocking a suit with some bad shoes. Like he always got. He, he, oh, oh, look who's out tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's a big night. Look who's here. It's like, come on, Drapes. You, you, we just in your orbit.
2: Yeah, both of those guys, Drapes and Mark Jones. Mark Jones did that to me on Saturday. I seen. Him. I was like, what's up, Mark? What's going on? We dapping up, whatever. I said what's up to Alvin Gentry all this other stuff. And it was like uh uh-huh. I see the shoe game. She got some tailwinds on it. Like, I see the shoe game. I said, Mark, stop it. Mm-hmm. I look down. This man has some Louis Vuitton loafers mm-hmm. on. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Ain't no shoe game over here, Mark. Mm-hmm. Settle down.
0: Yeah, Mark said something to me. I was like, brother, I I I I wore this just to get a response from you. Now I can go home. <laughs> now I can go home. <laughs> Coach Molly says she wants a baddie Thursday shirt. <laughs> oh yeah we'll Thursday go, shirts
2: we'll, coming through
0: yeah we need I think some updated Chatty House merchandise is on the way for sure yeah. Batty we, we probably should do nice with a keyboard too
2: <laughs> nice with a ke- young Cove. we been, been waiting for a year and a half yeah, for that nice to, with the keyboard get joint get,
0: to, get, to, get that out there <laughs> um all right we'll come back uh we've got plenty more we got to open up the phone lines too or open back up the phone lines for you 49ers conversation was hot. Yeah, uh, we'll open the phone lines I want to back hear up my here.
2: Theory as to as to uh, why you probably you might not be able to start Trey Lance next year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut him, but or trade him. But
0: yeah, I don't know. a theory as to well, why I broke
2: it down. Like you can't. Like the Niners are in a certain spot as a franchise, and you can't uh, you can't have somebody okay trying to find their way through. We
0: we have time for that. I, I was going to hold that off till tomorrow, but we have time for it. So I, I actually do want to hear this. I want to hear more about this. Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to be in agreement about what you do with Trey Lance. I, I, I think you're you're entering you're entering, and I don't know who you compare this to. I don't know if Trey Lance is Trey Lance because Aaron Rodgers sat for years. Like there are quarterbacks who have sat before. Jordan
2: Love is still sitting. <laughs>
0: Jordan Love's never playing a football game. But but there's, like, a little bit of a sample size with Trey. Mm-hmm. It's almost like working against him, the fact that he's played, like, a couple of games. Mm. I want to hear your theory. We'll talk about it. Uh, your co-host on J Street Vibes, of course, uh, also of The Athletic, Jason Jones, will be with us as well. And as we mentioned, phone lines are open for you. 916-909-1320. Steeler 1KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. And KC continues, streaming live on the Odyssey app.
2: Can't erase what we were, baby. Champions, baby. Champions. Can't
3: erase what we were.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I you love this love show. It. You gotta love
0: it. By the way, quick programming note. Something completely slipped my mind. We're actually off Monday. Yeah. It was put to a vote. Um, and if they're going to make us work Juneteenth, we're going to take Monday off. <laughs> We're off Monday. I think we're airing NBA basketball here on the station. Hopefully, a lot of you are off uh, as well. Uh, hopefully, all of you are off. You should be off. Yeah. Um, the
2: same Arizona.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it? Not a thing in Arizona.
2: It was a for federal a long holiday, time. isn't it? I think I think it is now. But for uh, I remember growing. up. Oh yeah, up,
0: for a long time it definitely yeah, wasn't. Growing up, yeah. it was
2: no, no. Yeah, we. This isn't that, yes. Detroit, man.
0: <laughs> god i want that <laughs> clip back that's so funny that is tremendous what clips do i have over here oh wait a minute oh gotta gotta have a button pressed down do you, oh. you
2: got like a premium P-tall. oh yeah we're off. what hey that could be well yeah i was that's that, the one you come up with i was just
0: that could be a t-shirt well, no 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 <laughs> well maybe not uh Kamara wants to make his point so bad he called back. Oh, now he wants to talk about he wants to talk about the wire season five now. Just kidding.
4: And another thing. (laughs) 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 What's up, man? Listen, um, you know, although Damien cut me off because you know he he didn't want to hear he he didn't want my energy, but you know I won't hold it against you.
0: Cold game, Um, taking the heat for Jesse. Unbelievable. (laughs)
4: Cold game, cold game. No. So, I, you know, I sent you that text about um, De'Aaron and not being on that list. You saw that top 20. Yeah,
0: yeah I saw that on my way. Yeah.
4: So, yeah, so here's, here's the thing. And, I, you know, we already know, like, the, the national media and even refs don't really care for the Kings. And, you know, obviously De'Aaron doesn't get any respect in the league. But I was really fascinated on that list because I used to take like, a look because of playoff, like you know, he doesn't get he doesn't, he's not in the playoffs. But you're looking at list of like a number of people who haven't made the playoff, including Tyree Halliburton. And so the <laughs> and so the question is, is it because his game is not flashy? I, I feel like Tyree's game is a lot more flashier, and it just gets highlighted a lot more. Because I'm just like I'm fascinated. Like, how does this media all they acknowledge that he's the second best clutch person? Behind Luca, who was in that same media um, questionnaire, mm-hmm. but yet he's not. He's behind Luca in that, but he's not considered a top twenty basketball player. Like so, mm-hmm. like the math ain't mathing. You know what I'm saying? So no. is it the, is it the sexiness or the lack of sexiness in the game? Or maybe I don't. I don't know.
2: Well, I don't know what the yeah. and, and I understand what uh, Kamara is saying, but I don't know what those people who feel that way are watching. I mean, he's crossing people over left and right. He's dunking on people nowadays. Oh, man. I mean, he's going to work well, out there on the court.
0: Let's, let's I think there's probably a couple of things, because Kamara sent me this list. I, I, I hadn't seen it. This is just not something I would see. It's the ringer's top uh, 20 players yeah. in the NBA. And we know how the ringer feels about Tyrese Halliburton. They literally put him at 20th because they knew they couldn't get away with putting him anywhere else so they he, put they, him at they 20th, had him
2: at the 20th best player in the game
0: in the entire game <laughs> now okay like and and I, and i'm looking at the list and you know remember the rules are if you're if, if this is what you're going to do if you're going to put someone you know in the 20 you've got to take someone out right so i i mean obviously there's no discussions about Giannis and Jokic and Steph and Luka and Kevin Durant and Joel and Bede and Tatum and LeBron Anthony Davis Zion Williams and Ja, Booker is twelfth. Uh, Donovan is thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Of course, you've got to have Shea Gildris Alexander on here. Well, He's fourteenth. There we go. He, here's here. So we're talking about De'Aaron Fox. That's the the central focus of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Paul George is on here mm-hmm. at fifteen, and Pascal Siakam is on here at sixteen. Mm-hmm. Then you have Jimmy Dame, Jimmy Butler. Dame and James Harden, and then you get to Tyrese Halliburton. I, I understand there's a, a discussion to be had about De'Aaron Fox. Devontae Sabonis isn't on here either. Mm. You you wanted Tyrese in so bad, and it and it's fine. Tyrese is a great player. If you want to make the argument that he's twentieth, fine. I could easily make the argument that De'Aaron belongs on the list. Right. I could easily make the argument that uh, Devontae Sabonis is on the list. I feel like I can make a strong argument that Paul George shouldn't be here right now. Mm. I, I think the world of Paul George, but what are we basing this off of? The handful of games you decide to play?
2: Yeah, I mean, and even then decide to play is a little harsh. Like, he really is hurt.
0: Yeah, he's not always hurt, though. Not or always. hasn't always been hurt. Not
2: always. Not always.
0: I mean, it, it's interesting. They've just wiped Kawhi off of this. Like, Kawhi's not on it anymore. So there's Kawhi precedent for day. moving it. Kawhi
2: looks different. Mm, I don't know. If no, we, I don't want to talk about I don't about think we've ever seen Kawhi like we uh, used to see him. He uh, looks different. That sucks, man. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think I think De'Aaron Fox is better than Tyrese Halliburton. I think Demonte Sabonis think, is better yeah, than Tyrese. Omer. So do I. That's so do I. It's not. A, it's not by a whole lot. It's not like I think they're twentieth and Tyrese is forty fourth. Like it's it, right. It, it, there, I think there's an argument to be had for for both sides.
0: I, I and 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 that's a that, that's a that's a great great point. That's exactly what I was going to say. If Tyrese isn't twentieth, he's twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. Right. De'Aaron is twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. Uh, Delmas is twenty one. They're all. In the exact same mm-hmm. a- area of mm-hmm. of 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 a, a potential list. Again, though, this is the ringer's list. Yeah. Take that for what you worth. There's no disrespect to those guys, but we know how much they love Tyrese Halliburton.
2: None none of these none of these people will ever run it back and be like, "Hey, I think Tyrese Halliburton is great." But man, look what. That trade did for the Kings. The Aaron mm-hmm. Fox is an All Star. Yep. Uh, Demontis Sabonis is is one of the three best centers in the game today. Uh, yep. You know, maybe maybe uh, I was a little too hasty in you know talking about getting fleeced and how could you trade Tyrese? Because look what it's done to nobody will ever say that. Nope. Which is silly.
0: Like you can you can admit when you get stuff wrong, right? Like yeah, maybe I reacted too quick. So good. Clearly, it's worked. <laughs> Clearly, it's worked. Yeah. Like hey, I thought I thought Jaden Ivey was the pick for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I think Jaden Ivey's gonna be a great ball player. Keegan Murray's worked out just fine. I was wrong about that. Keegan fits him beautifully. He probably fits him better than Jaden would have. Mm-hmm. But but some of these guys they they think they're like opinion, and that's all of this. It all this is. All we do, it's just opinion. That's it. We try to base it off of what we've seen. We try to build like some, like if, like if we were Lord, like we're building a case here mm-hmm. when we say something like that. But these dudes thinks their they think their opinions are facts, and they won't backtrack from them. That's and that's where it just gets a little a little
2: silly. All right? Like, what are we doing? Are you really are you trying to inform people, or are you just trying to like?
0: Well, it's like Coffee Boy in in, in the barista.
2: Well, they're the same person, Coffee Boy and Little Coffee Boy. Oh, they're the oh, same no, the person. Barista, the barista, you're right. Well, yeah, kind of. The barista can be uh, the barista, and Coffee Boy can be Coffee Boy. I
4: well, did. I well, did
2: call him. What just happened? Well, I did call Harper the bar, um, the barista. The, the before, barista, but it, it yeah. started off as Amin's name too.
0: Oh no, Amin's the Coffee Boy. Yeah, he he don't make the coffee. He's not that good. He goes and gets the coffee. Hey. I want an almond milk mocha. Go get me an almond milk mocha.
2: <laughs> Ameen, that's what that's what Amin is. Amin will come. Uh, he'll go get my coffee. Like, go get me this uh, white chocolate mocha. He comes and brings it to me. <laughs> get this crap out of here. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> go get it right.
0: <laughs> they said Amin was a... They said Amin was a, uh, uh, an assistant in the front office. They left out a word. He was an uh, uh, executive assistant in a front office. He kept appointments for Steve Kerr and got everybody's coffee.
2: Coffee boy and the barista. But, you know, they'll never do it. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll never do what we talk about. You know, and it's just, it's, it's like, all right, serious, man, it's man. like, it's whatever. Like, that's the whole thing. That's exactly what it's I was thinking. It's not that deep, man. You know, if 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 a guy's playing good or, you know, you didn't think he was going to be playing good and he's balling right now, hey, man, he's balling. He's, because he's, do, if, he's doing a great job.
0: If to hold up your opinion, if you can't acknowledge how great Domas has been this year and how great De'Aaron has been this year, like your credibility is shot to hell.
2: Yeah, those guys don't have a lot of credibility. And there it is. You know. Especially when you talk about, like I said, there are also those type of guys that are only watching five teams, you know. So that maybe they're experts on the Nets and the Celtics, you know, and they could talk about those guys. But once again, these aren't these aren't true basketball people. Who and the only reason I'm not saying everybody has to watch everything, but they position themselves as being basketball authorities. They position themselves as being basketball heads and they don't really watch hoop like that they watch the same five nba teams and they go to the drew league and they think they know who like no bro stop you don't you don't you're not over here watching long island lutheran and la lumiri like me it's new york versus indiana high school basketball